Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is, is Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. such an auntie vibe <laughs> like she is an old woman she just a real ass bitch with an accent that's what that it is, is true <laughs> like she'll try to hide it at all because meg the stallion sounds the same way when she talks friend like <laughs> uh-huh. this is something about southern girls southern girls southern women I wish I had a southern accent, but I don't think I do. You do. <laughs> you totally do. It was one episode you were you were talking and you said something so country. I was like, God damn, she is country as fuck. <laughs> no, it's a difference though between being country and, being and having a southern accent though. That is true. I think I'm I'm country for sure. Like country all day. Country girl born and raised, but I'm saying though, like, I don't think I have how crazy was it that Melvin has been to Barlow Bend, Alabama? We got to talk about that. We need to call that nigga one day and be like, <laughs> and just have it. Are you my cousin? <laughs> so, cuz. So, that's what I'm referring to Melvin as now. Friend of the show, Melvin, <laughs> uh, texted me the other day and said that he had been to both Port Gibson, Mississippi, <laughs> and Barlow Bend, Alabama. <laughs> And which I was like, nigga, what the fuck? <laughs> How? I don't know. Nobody else on this earth no. has ever been to Barlow Bend. <laughs> Nobody, <dude. laughs> If you're not my family, I don't know who else and is there. He, and he said he's been to Jackson, Alabama. Like, shit. But he, he travels for, like, ministry. So okay. he goes to, like, these older, like, That is Baptist the Bible churches. Belt for sure. Yeah. Down, way down yonder. And the church he went to in Port Gibson, I asked him, I had never heard of the church because that's not one of my family churches. But mm. I was like, man, Mel is out here in these out streets. Out here in these Alabama These country streets. roads. <laughs> Shout out to Melvin. <laughs> you are probably definitely at least like my third cousin or some shit. Um, so. What a, what it do? I don't feel like it's been... I, we are doing this actually early today, so yeah, we're on time for us lately, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yo, we got a shout out from Dope Black Pod. We did. Yeah. That was such a great thing to wake up to. I that was shit. like, I'm out here. We are out here, bro. <laughs> but yeah, that shit was dope. 
Like, yeah, it was. And we got so many likes. Yes. So many people liked it, and we got so many follows from that. And that is why we got to support each other. Yep. Strengthening the community. That was some dope shit. So shout out to Dope Black Pods. We fuck with y'all heavy. Yes. <laughs> um, Our IG is popping, bro. It is, nigga. We are out here. Um, and things are coming together. I love our suburban pod was here. Yeah. I like that. That was that was a good idea. So now like we can get like people can recognize us if they, you know, see a post or if a tag. they real enough cuz real recognize real. Oh, okay. <laughs> gang gang. <laughs> I missed the soundboard. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me check this right quick. <laughs> I forgot I had added that shit. Oh, my bad. I just did it. If you know anything about your chakras, your seven <laughs> your chakras that go from the base of your spine <laughs> up to your pineal gland, up to the um cerebrum brain, cerebrum brain. Mercy. All on line on me. <laughs> what did you say, nigga? <laughs> <Ooh>. Wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So um, what did you do this weekend? <sighs> this weekend was so cute. Oh. Um. So I definitely have a crush. Aww. <laughs> and I went on a date. That's what's up. Um, I got really, really, really drunk in front of him. <laughs> and it was cool. Though. It was cool because I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm a cool ass nigga. Like, I, I was keeping it cute still. Um, yeah. <laughs> I licked that nigga's face in the bar. <laughs> And he was with it though. He was with it. He was, but he was surprised <laughs> on that video. I was like, he was like, yo. <laughs> he was like, oh shit. Um, what do you do, baby? <laughs> yeah, I got my lipstick licked off my face this weekend, and that was fun. Shout out. It was very fun, and then we had a lunch date yesterday. Aww. And we talked about things and like you know, like what we want to do in life and like. You know, we have to do better. Like, we can do better than what we're doing now. And just, like, you know, that's, cute black shit. That's dope as fuck. Yeah. I'm happy for you. It's cute. Um, I did get on Snapchat, though, and just see <laughs> you pull a Rick James and lick the side of that nigga's face. And that shit was wild as fuck. And I was not ready. I was like, yo. <laughs> Man, shout out to the lurking ass niggas who... Just shout out to y'all because it's been so many more niggas that have watched my snap ever since then. Like, I don't know if it got shared amongst some people or not, but like. You look at niggas' faces on fucking Snapchat. Niggas that haven't watched my snaps in forever were watching my snaps and have been watching my snaps ever since then. So I'm just like, what y'all keeping tabs on? Mm -hmm. Huh? I don't know, bro. That shit was (laughs) wild, though. And you had told me about it before, and I was just like, okay <laughs> but uh i'm happy for you so uh i 
went on a date with myself mm-hmm. <laughs> sure one day. Did. And then I'm supposed to go on a date Saturday. So. Oh, where are you going? Oh, we're going to hang out straight to L. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. It's a day date because okay. I'm on a second shift like a bitch. So, uh, yeah. So, we're going to turn up. Then I'm going to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> I did think about it's a new coffee shop. Uh, is it Gold Sprint? The one that's over by Low Mill. Hmm. Okay. I haven't been out to Low Mill and actually like check out the shops at the mill in a while. Yeah, it's been a couple months for me, but uh, it looks pretty dope. Like inside, it's a, uh, it's, it's got that like industrial theme, but it's, it doesn't seem forced. Mm. Like exposed pipes and stuff. Yeah. Like you can do that over there though. Yeah. That's Those the are whole vibe. <laughs> right. Like you don't have to do much to do that. Yeah. It's not a brand new building looking like oh, this is industrial old. Mm-hmm. Nigga, you built this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh yeah. <laughs> so, um on my date with myself, um I went First, I went to Mangoes because I was feeling bad <laughs> and I needed therapy. Mangoes, mangoes <laughs> is your pick me up. Mangoes is my pick me up, and I was trying to do it without drinking. Mm-hmm. So, did you succeed? Yeah. Um, while we both take sips of our freaking drinks, <laughs> yo, we sponsored by Coca Cola. <laughs> shit, <laughs> you got Dasani water. I got a Coke Zero. <laughs> <laughs> we are out here, bro. Coca-Cola Company's AF. Coca-Cola, what it do? <laughs> um, but yeah. So I went to Mangoes. Um and since I was out that way, I went to I was like, man, shit, I'm gonna go see Hustlers. I'm gonna see what time it is. So I had to wait like thirty minutes. So I killed like thirty minutes at uh Second and Charles just looking through records and shit. Hmm. And then so I went to Santa Planet and watched uh, hustlers in a theater almost completely alone except for one couple that was up front and I was dying laughing and they were looking back like shit who the <laughs> fuck is this dude <laughs> like the scene when they uh they uh are mixing up the shit and they taste it and then they and just they were wake up out. <laughs> I died laughing <laughs> on that part but um yeah that movie was dope as fuck yeah um, yeah, but J-Lo still got it, bruh. 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 Her body just don't make no damn sense. She's 50. That list, These older women with bodies, that's my motivation. Because, listen here, if they can do it, why my 30-year-old ass can't do it? <laughs> bruh, J-Lo looked amazing and acted probably the best since. She acted her ass off since. Enough was the last time she acted like that. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't her bagging enough. I was about to say out of time, but yeah, enough was definitely. Yeah, she killed enough. Mm-hmm. She was believable as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, Selena. 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 We do anything for Selena. Selena's. <laughs> so, uh, everybody's saying that she might get an Oscar nod, which I could definitely see. It's been people with a way worse. Uh, <clears throat> way worse uh, acting that have gotten Oscar nods. That's true. Like, and 
not saying she's gonna win, but I think she deserves a nomination. Yeah. I mean, she deserves to be nominated. She like she played that character and she bodied that motherfucking pole. Bro. <laughs> that shit was wild <laughs> as fuck. And her booty, like I don't understand how her booty sits. Like I need for J Lo's trainer to release the booty exercises, <laughs> the meal the plan, <laughs> the chakras, whatever that y'all got going on over there. The voodoo that's going into We it. need to know. <laughs> Bro. I, you know what I've never wanted to do? Be on the set of a movie. But that set probably was fun as fuck. Okay. Like party. Like when she was on the pole that the beginning scene. And all the niggas was losing their shit. When she had on like the glittery like diamond outfit. First of all, outfits, the wardrobe. (laughs) The stripper wardrobe was so lit. Had me out here wanting to (laughs) buy me some stripper wear. Like, okay, I can rock this. (laughs) When she had the denim bikini, like, okay, boo. (laughs) When she had that, when there was one that she really killed, it was like a blue, like metallic, but it was like a gown Mm -hmm. that she wore. That shit was dope. I was like, bruh, the scene on the rooftop with her sitting in that in the fur that was dope as fuck i was like this is so j-lo and you know what else i was saying was they essentially casted everybody in that movie to play themselves yeah like that that is what's crazy about it like everybody was just themselves yeah lizzo was lizzo kiki was kiki cardi was cardi j-lo was j-lo like yeah that was true j-lo was jenny from the block but (laughs) yeah the Bronx Jayla. But everybody was themselves. Um the one of the things I did like was it was written and directed by a woman. Mm-hmm. And you could kind of tell by the way that she shot it mm-hmm. that it wasn't like it wasn't overly like graphic. No. Especially if you've been was, to an actual it was strip like club. Upscale, like a regular upscale strip club. Yeah. Like that's no. Everybody had pasties and shit on. They be showing more than that sometimes at some of these regular clubs, like <laughs> yep. the Bottle Girls. Uh, I did watch. I did watch some reviews after. I just wanted to see what people thought, so I tried to watch men reviews and women reviews, and then like white women reviews and <laughs> pe- a women of color reviews. Uh. Uh, this one white lady was talking about it, and she was like, "I've never been to a strip club, but I definitely feel like I've been. It was graphic." And I was like, "No, you ain't never been to a strip Sis. club." It goes down. Put your pearls up. <laughs> Put your pearl clutching. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, the angles and stuff that was shot was you can tell it was it was tastefully shot. Yeah. Like, the scene even when uh, Constance Wu, who also bodied that fucking role true, too, true, true. Um, when her and J uh, J Lo are in the back with that first dude mm-hmm. the way it's shot i was like that shit is dope because you see the red light behind it and you don't see them like get naked but you're, it's still like sensual enough you're like that shit is hot as fuck yeah but definitely it, a lot of hot parts in yeah. that movie yeah <laughs> like and then people are like it, it didn't go graphic enough dog it, it, it got the job done <laughs> like it was tastefully shot did uh, you recognize um, the one dude that Constance Wu's character? Yeah, and it took me a from second. From Home to... Alone. Wait, what? The one at the the one at the bar when she first kind of started, um, 
she was just talking to this one dude at the bar who ended up was talking about like how he was had a fiance or how he was married or whatever that's his brother from, from home alone oh, oh, <laughs> i was trying to figure out who the fuck it was i was like i know that nigga <laughs> i did that one more time with somebody and, and then g easy was that not g easy yeah. that was yeah uh, that's who i thought you were talking like i was like yeah that is Easy. because i was like is that fucking g easy no, no yeah no not that part but yes that was g easy but yeah that was fucking kevin from home alone i think his, not his kevin brother. his brother what uh, was his brother's name his brother's name i forgot buzz was yeah. it buzz buzz from home alone yeah it was buzz <laughs> oh my god i didn't realize that shit to just now yeah. i was trying to figure out who the fuck that was that was him um and I, like i guess we should say spoiler alert oh yeah but uh <laughs> should we mark the time Nah, fuck this shit. <laughs> um, I will say there was one big cameo that I didn't see coming, but that shit was lit as fuck. Usher, yes, <laughs> like that shit was wild. Usher stepped in that bit looking fine AF. They said that he was nervous about doing it because he felt like he had aged too much since two thousand eight. It was like, damn, even Usher gets self conscious about shit. No, he came out there looking the exact same. Yeah. Like, I literally thought that maybe they pulled a clip from a video of him from back then they and put pulled, it in, like, merged it in somehow. They did that Marvel thing where they uh, age you backwards. Right. Like, no, that's funny. No, yeah, I was not expecting that either. Um, And also, that made me remember, loving this club hit like a motherfucker. Because in the theater, that shit was banging. And I was like, I'm definitely listening to this song. I was taken back to 2008. Yes. Directly transported. And it's like, nigga, I was in the club in 2008. (laughs) I was definitely in a strip club in 2008. I was loving in this club in 2008. I was crushing so hard in the fucking club in 2008. And yeah, then, that song is that song is a it's that's a legendary song. And the way they shot it, I was like, man, that <laughs> that shit dope as fuck, man. This gangster yeah. ass movie. Yep. And then uh, while we're on it, the soundtrack was banging. Um, Agreed. Miss you much, my Janet was perfect. Yes. And then when it came back in the end, I didn't even want to leave. I was like, please just keep like. Look. Keep let J Lo just dance to this song. This <laughs> shit is dope as fuck. Um, but yeah, it was like the first part of it was really dope, but the second part of it when it started getting dark, that shit was crazy. I wish they would have given us more backstory. My bad. Yeah, more backstory on J Lo's character. Yeah, and how she became like how she got involved. Right, like it kind of just. Glenn, like skims over it and also they didn't really give Constance Wu's character a backstory until the end when they mentioned Man, that yeah. she was abandoned um but Julia Stiles was really good and I ain't seen Julia Stiles in some shit since <laughs> when she was in O Othello you oh remember? my god you remember that yes <laughs> Because that's what everybody was like, man, Julie Styles only is in movies with niggas. <laughs> but um, who else did really good? Um, 
Everybody. What's, what's the girl, the blonde haired girl's name? The one that's on uh, Riverdale. Oh, I don't Willie know. Willie Reinhardt. Yeah. Yeah. She, she can act. Yeah. She and did good too. Everybody did. It was just a great cast. And then, like, she was really pretty. Like I like surprise. Like I had seen her on Riverdale because I watched a couple episodes, and I was like, "Damn, she's really hot." <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know, <laughs> but uh, and then I couldn't tell who else that one girl was that they brought in. Um, with the blonde hair, no, with the the red hair, and then she's from Handmaid's Tale, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, the crackhead or cokehead or yeah, whatever. The one that fucked it up and as soon as they introduced her i was like this bitch gonna blow this it's shit all the way down out. yeah but how did jay know j-lo not realize like, her character not see that she was she so was money up. hungry yeah. yeah oh the scene where uh in the beginning when she gets off stage and constance Wu's just like in love with her character she's like the uh, money make you horny don't it <laughs> i was like yeah that shit was dope as fuck <laughs> but uh, yeah she was just out here chasing the money and um she got caught up it's like that old uh i guess it's two sides what substance abuse is yeah when you start getting money on that level it becomes addictive yeah and you and start doing whatever you can and you start trying to cut corners and try to do all this shit that you wouldn't normally do because you fucking addicted you addict you strung out the scene where uh uh she takes um, her uh, her baby to school after uh that night out. Oh yeah, where they she had, had the blood on her tank top. Yeah, like that whole scene was dope the way they shot it, and it reminded me of Goodfellas. Mm. You know when Henry is driving and the helicopter keeps following him throughout mm. the day, and he's just doing all this crazy shit, and then in the end he gets popped. It was almost exactly like that, mm-hmm. except for in the end of of hustlers her grandma dies when she gets back yeah like yeah man that movie was good and then she gets popped the scene in the end when they all go down and uh royals is playing oh yeah i was like man this got some good ass fucking <laughs> angles man like this shit is dope as fuck perfect songs for every scene and then that scene where jayla put her hands up and the money flies is, is iconic already like Man, it's a lot of good fucking scenes. It was just a good ass movie, man. It was a good ass movie, and I think a lot of people were underestimating it because they were just like, "Oh, it's a stripper movie." Women being strippers, but it was it was no, it was women being gangsters. Is what it was. It was a gangster women's movie. (laughs) And it's just like everybody was like, I think all these want to be like men's rights activists, and I put air quotes in it. Um, they were like. So this isn't problematic. A movie glorifying women uh essentially robbing men by date almost date raping them, that's not problematic. Like Are you one of the niggas that be in the strip clubs? <laughs> Are you triggered sir? buying shit from these women? Like, of course it's problematic, but it's tons of fucking problematic shit that we glorify in fucking movies. Every gangster movie is about a nigga that kills people and sells them drugs. Why are we drawing a line when women do it? Exactly. Just say you don't like women and move and on. And when they're <laughs> when they're kind of I don't know smarter about it, like 
They were running that shit like a fucking. They business. were flying under the radar. Yeah, that shit was set up, and they were flying under the radar so easily. Now I, I did look up the people that is based on the girl that Constance Wu characters uh, based on. It's fine as fuck. Really? The What's one her that name? Um, I can't remember. Um, but the the girl that J Lo's character is based on ain't J Lo. <laughs> <laughs> And then she was like, she's been saying that J Lo stole her life and all this. She be like, sis, uh, J Lo did you a favor by, like, uh, what's that? Uh, I love New York scene where she's like, Beyonce, I'm sorry <laughs> that this bitch is out here saying she look like you. Like, sis, I'm sorry that this bitch is out here saying that you look like J Lo. <laughs> but uh, Samantha Barbash. The real life true story, The Hustlers. But, um, yeah, other than the backstories, I didn't really mind. I didn't find any issues with it. Pacing was kind of weird in the end. But, yeah, it was a good movie. And then um, I also saw people saying, there's not one sympathetic white man in, in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah, there actually is. The guy who makes Constance Wu character feel bad, like, cause they ruined his life and shit. Yeah, when he was like, "I can't afford to not pay my mortgage," and I was, I was like, like Dang. "Oh shit, I'm gonna lose my little boy." Like, oh man, these bitches are dirty. Fuck him though. And then, and then like to see J Lo lose her mind, bruh, she flipped. J Lo, J Lo bipolar. She put a a pimp hand down on that bitch. Yes, she and, did. And I was like. That shit's gangsters, fuck. Yes, she did. And then I felt kind of bad. I was like, man, like she, like Constance Wu's character is in this problematic relationship once again after getting out of all these other bad relationships, and her mother figure is essentially treating her like shit. Mm-hmm. And then finding it's, finding it's, out that her mom abandoned her after that makes it hit even harder. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? I'm sorry. Um, but it's all like she keeps falling back in because it's all these relationships that are disguised as like people who are looking out for her, right? Like so, she's just always she's falling into these situations because she's looking for somebody else to lean on. But she keeps notice that she keeps saying in the movie, like, I just want to be able to be independent and not depend on anybody. But she kept depending on everybody. And even in stealing, you're still depending on somebody somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can make the argument, which I thought was bullshit, that they stole from all these uh, people. So we're doing the right thing. Like, yeah, you're you're just trying to justify it. Stole oh um that they stole all the money from all these people like yeah okay but you're not giving that money back you're spending it on fly ass shit. They said in real life the highest amount they stole from somebody was a hundred and thirty thousand. Damn, that's why they got caught. They started going too high. If you like in the beginning one was just like two or three thousand. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's enough that that's believable, right? But we going 50, 60. Mm-mm. In a strip club? Yeah. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> How much dick are you sucking? <laughs> it is not that much you can buy in a strip club. Right. I promise you. No. 
No. <laughs> it, it ain't $60,000 worth of product in it. <laughs> and if it, even if you could, why would you? Like, what? Right. No. It's no, not a believable amount. No. <laughs> a couple thousand. Yeah. You get okay. drunk. You got drunk with the fellas. You know what I'm saying? It was you it, and like seven, eight other mofos. It ain't hard to spend a lot of money in strip club because that shit is fun. That shit is very fun. I kind of. I want to go to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, like, yeah, man, that shit is dope. Oh, should I go to the strip club? I want to go to the strip club now. <laughs> Bruh. And then that was the other thing. It brought me back to when we were, like, in college or when we were hanging out with, like, Jason. And like, <laughs> and then, like, we were broke-ass <laughs> uh, college students, but we hanging out with motherfuckers with money. And they trying to just show us a good time. Yeah, like, just how they're living a the life. <laughs> bruh, that shit was dope as fuck. Like, that shit is fun. That whole, like, strip club, like, culture. I mean, mm-hmm. it's toxic. Very toxic. But also, it can be fun. It, and it's it's a good I think it's a good brotherhood experience. And then the I think it's a good sisterhood experience as well. You get to meet like I cut out that part. I wish I hadn't cut out that part because actually like there's a lot of dope ass fucking strippers that are like culture and like dope shit. Like that's the other part of the movie. Like it was showing that like, these these girls just like everybody else. They they wanna have dope shit and Providing a service, bro. I want to go to the strip club now. I want a, a cute ass outfit, and I want to go to the strip club. Shout out to hustlers for making me want to go to the strip club. <laughs> what it do, baby? <laughs> um. So yeah, go see hustlers. I also saw that uh, the majority of their audience for the first week was women over the age of like thirty, and it was a very diverse crowd. That's what happens when you have diversity in your movie, though. Like, true diversity. Exactly. You had an Asian lead and a Hispanic co-star. And that's her second lead this year or in the last year? Because yeah. wasn't, wasn't she the one in Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah. And she's in Fresh Off the Boat. She gonna be a superstar. She out here. <laughs> Bro. Like, you, your, your, uh, your co-star in your first starring role is Chayla. That shit's crazy. <laughs> And then, but then also like these other, you got Kiki Palmer who did amazing, super popular hot yeah. girls like you have the the Cardi girl, Lizzo. What? Lizzo has a number one album and a number one movie in the same week. That shit's crazy. This thick girl from Houston <laughs> who, who uh, twerks and plays the flute. That shit's yeah. That shit's dope. Yeah. Great cast. And then Great also, cast. to the motherfuckers that, the dumb motherfuckers who acting like Lizzo ain't fine as fuck. You couldn't get Lizzo. Listen, <laughs> I bet you it's a line of niggas that would take Lizzo down right the fuck now. I wish she could release her DMs. <laughs> like, you would see, like, there's tons of people just be like, oh, so you talking shit, huh, nigga? You know you were in them DMs, too. Honey. Men like big women's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't really gotta talk about it, but did you see uh all the uh Sean King slander? 
No. D-Ray wrote, DeRay wrote a, uh, an article just laying out all the facts of what, all the times that Sean King has scammed people out of money and shit. And everybody was on Sean King's ass. And I also always forget the fact that they call that nigga Talcum X. And that's the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. Oh my God. So they read the fuck out of him for the last couple of days. It got so bad that Sean King's wife took over his Twitter account and said, for the next 48 hours, I'm going to defend my husband from all the slander and all the lies that are being told about him. And they start calling that bitch Betty Shabazz. <laughs> Betty Shabazz. <laughs> like Betty Shabazz. <laughs> so they were like, it's uh, Talcum X versus the Blue Vest. <laughs> Twitter is... Twitter is undefeated. Twitter is the greatest, honestly, but damn. Wow. So now what? What for Sean King? Like it's it's going downhill. I'm trying to find it's a uh somebody had a list of like all the names that they call Sharky. <laughs> okay. So you got Talcum X. Oh god. They're good partial. <laughs> Snow J Simpson. <laughs> Martin Luther Creep. <laughs> Kareem Abdul Jabbar, <laughs> James Pearl Jones, <laughs> Tupac Sugar, <laughs> Blanks and Hughes, T'Chalka, <laughs> Chalka Khan, <laughs> Jaleel White. <laughs> Old dirty oh, alabaster. <laughs> I'm weak. I'm done. I'm done. Bruh, that shit was. I was dying laughing. Oh my gosh. Like, that shit is funny as fuck. Like, the battle of woke Twitter niggas. Like, fuck Sean King, though. <laughs> What's your favorite one? Jaleel White. <laughs> Because that's not even, it's not changing anything. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like that one really took me. Out. <laughs> oh my god! I think my favorite is Thurgood Partial. <laughs> that one got me too. Ooh. Um, but yeah, that was going on on Twitter. <laughs> Fuck Twitter, man. Fuck y'all, bro. I'm crying. Speaking of which, another clip that's going on, uh, Twitter is making its rounds again, even though it's been making its rounds on and off for the last couple of years. <laughs> is uh, this clip from Nikki Giovanni and um, 
James Baldwin. Jimmy Baldwin. Of course you can lie to me. And you will. If you love me and you're going off with Maddie someplace, you're lying to me. Because what the hell do I care about the truth? I care if you're there. But Billy Holiday say, hush now, don't explain. All right, I accept that. Of course. All of right, course I you lie to me. Because I don't even want to care. What, what does the truth matter? And why are you going to be truthful with me when you lie to everybody else? You lied when you smiled at the down the job, right? Lie to me, smile. Treat me the same way you would treat him. I can't treat you, you the must. way I treat him. You must. Because I've caught the I've caught the frowns and the anger. He's happy with you. Of course he doesn't know you aren't happy. You grin at him all day long. You come on when I catch hell. Because I love you, I get least of you. I get I get <clears> the very minimum. And I'm saying, you know, fake it with me. So full context. That was from a nineteen seventy two interview on a show called Soul. <clears throat> And it used to be on PBS. Shout out to PBS for because they used to be with the woke Ooh, shit. PBS, was PBS is still on some woke. <laughs> PBS is still on some woke shit. Um, but uh, so they had a show where they would have black intellectuals come in and t- talk and debate issues. So, of course, you had the great James Baldwin and the great Nikki Giovanni, and. James Baldwin, I think, was in his late 50s at the time. Mm. And Nikki Giovanni was 28 and was bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a bad woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a clash of generations. But James Baldwin doesn't come down uh, condescending to her or not even understanding. He was open-minded. He was open to her interpretations of things. Yeah. And he was he was doing whatever he could to be on her level with everything. Like he wasn't trying to act like he was chastising her. Yeah, which I appreciated because I feel like <clears throat> it's very rare that you can have an interview between a man and a woman where that doesn't happen. So like he was literally just pl- like, especially an elder. Yeah, he was literally playing her equal like in every aspect. Yeah, and. I just really love listening to black intellectuals have conversations like me that. Too. Like that shit just is like, I don't know. It just makes me feel some kind of way. Like it just makes me tingle. Like listen at these like smart ass, deep thinking ass niggas. Like people try to shit on us for so long and say that we're so dumb and we don't have the capability to learn. But then like you have people like this. Right. Debating these issues almost 50 years ago. Right. Like, they're talking about, like, deep-ass fucking Stuff things that, that we're is sti- happening, like, now. right the fuck now. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're talking, like, so, right, right before that part that they're playing, um, they're talking about Lord Today, which is a Richard Wright thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't read it. But in it, he talks about the day in the life of a black man working at the post office and what he's like when he gets home. And so Baldwin was talking about another good thing I liked about it. Um, another thing that I liked about the interview is that Baldwin always inserted himself in within the relationship, within the man role. And then Nikki Giovanni inserted herself in the relationship as the woman, almost like they were the couple. Mm-hmm. And that shit was dope. 
Shit. Like it was like a role play. Yeah. Cut this shit off. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So they would. It was almost like you're you're seeing the husband and wife talking about it. Mm-hmm. So that, like um. <clears throat> Like, so, right before the clip that I played, I probably should have set this up better. <laughs> right before the clip that I played, they were talking about, um, like, how he, how he was upset by the time he would get home. And then, so, um. She was saying that she, he was always the one that had to catch the brunt end of his day and yeah. and not the facade that he puts on for everybody else during the day yeah and when they were talking about like the smile thing mm-hmm. like ain't i felt like that was code for code switching yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and um when she was saying that uh when he was saying i can't i have to smile to keep my job yeah and she's like i don't want you to prostitute yourself and he said i don't want you to prostitute yourself either because if i don't have a job and you keep expecting these bills to get paid. Right. What else can you do? And then she was pretty much saying, like, <clears throat> like it, the bills will be paid regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, just be here with me. And then it was like, it was one part I wrote down. Like, she's a, she was talking about, like, if that's how you want to establish your manhood. And I wrote, <laughs> like, uh. That black women are taking the slings, the same slings and arrows as us, and we can't add that, add to that in our home. Like we gotta be there for each other. And that's why, like when I was talking to you about one of the previous dudes that I started talking talking to, and he was debating me about how black women uh, don't have it harder or equally as hard as black men in America. It's like there's no way he he just kept saying there's no way that a black woman had to deal with as much as a black man in America. And I was like, you do realize that men are superior to women right. regardless of race. So we because we are women, we are already second to y'all. But women of color is even like you don't understand the obstacles that we have to face. Because on top of that, we supporting y'all. And y'all's obstacles that y'all have to face. Right. So it's like, we get all the shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then at home, when you're trying to... You then just, at home, when you just want, like, uh, some relief... Right. You can't get none because you got to be therapy to somebody else. It's just like, when we were talking about the clip on Twitter, and we were say, like, you were like, I just... <laughs> what you say? In my Sagittarius mind, I can't just know that somebody is outright lying yeah to me. i can't ask you to blatantly lie to me that's not what i want and my whole takeaway i i feel you because i'm the same way because of course i'm sagittarius also <laughs> um but i think what i said was i thought she was almost saying like can you try a little tenderness mm-hmm. like she was like like be here with me now don't she i'm not w- against you she was saying that but he was also yeah they were and that's what that's I think that's the hardest part in black relationships is like you both kind of equally need the same things from each other, but 
sometimes it's hard to see past your own self. It's hard to take yourself out of the equation and think fully, even if this is your partner, it's hard for you to fully understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. You have to kind of take yourself out of the situation and look at it from like that angle. Mm -hmm. But it's like two, two oppressed people. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And like, we can't oppress each other. Exactly. And but we also can't run from each other either. Right. If you have a problem, you have to tell me about it. You can't just assume that you, you can't assume that that the person that you're with knows exactly what happened to you that day. Mm-hmm. So you can't bring them you can't bring your the end of your day and all of your burden and not explain that to your partner and yeah. be there. Yeah, especially with- for for two working people, when you get off work, even though it's the end of your work day, work day, it's the beginning of your day with your them. Life. Yeah. Because you only see them for a couple minutes in the morning depending on how early y'all get up and you know how long it takes y'all to get out the door, but so it's like when you get home after having a shitty day and you have a shitty attitude, it's like starting your day with them shitty. Right. And so, yeah, it's just like, uh, it's just finding that balance. Um, Another thing I thought about was in Obama's book, uh, The Audacity of Hope, he was talking about how after, after Michelle had had the girls and they were having a, like a, not a tough time, but they were going through their struggles because his mom had died. Mm-hmm. And then, so they were kind of at odds and she felt like he wasn't being, uh, himself. He wasn't being himself, but he also wasn't being the man that she needed at that time. Mm. And then he also, he used the line. That's why I thought about the try a little tenderness thing. Cause he was like, when I get home, like you're just upset at me. And I don't know, like, I just want like a little tender this when I get home. Yeah. And and it just made me think like oh, most powerful black couple of all time. <laughs> Experiencing the same thing. Probably at a level way more intense. Oh, than, yeah. Like you really gotta have <clears throat> your niggas back. Both you know, the man and the woman, y'all gotta have each other. Cause yeah. y'all That's all y'all got. Like, yeah. So like, I think that's a common theme, which leads us to, I'm not going to, I was going to just shade Fantasia and be like, which leads us to a not so bright mind. No, oh, <laughs> no, no, I like Fantasia. Um, she was on Breakfast Club. I don't have the clip. I might insert it, but. I can find that real quick. Yeah. You know, they got all that shit on YouTube. Oh, it's on, it's in our inbox. Suburban. Oh yeah. On Instagram. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, Runzel had a question for us, and he sent us this clip. Hold on, I gotta switch. <laughs> switch profiles. Go to the DMs. It's funny that you had responded because uh, I was getting ready to say the same thing. I was like, we'll talk about it. Yeah, because I was like, 
I don't need to start that, but it's a generational curse and mm -hmm. how society have placed our men mm -hmm. and women have to, to, to stand up and be the mother and the father and the provider. And so then now you are so bad, you so you can't be told nothing that when the right man come, you lose him because you're trying to be the, the man. I was going to say, right. man, mm -hmm. can we be equal? <laughs> oh, of course. Mm -hmm. But see, at the end of the day, I'm the neck, my man's the head. So he can't make any moves without his wife. You know what I mean? It mm -hmm. all works together. But you can't be the head of the house. you got to let the man be the head of the house. But it's a generational thing, and it's what we've been taught. To stand up, be strong, be the, you know what I mean? And a, a dude come, and you, everything about you is like a man. What does that mean? You, you can't be a leader. Because a lot of women look at that like, no, you know, I can lead. Hmm. So, first off, in full context, that clip isn't as head on as it may seem like i don't how do you feel um so I'm, i think i'm 50 50 on it because i feel like this is just another so how old is fantasia 36 37 mm -hmm. this is another one of those um i think she's 34 actually mid-generational um collisions like she she was raised by the traditional the man is the head hold of the house thing head of the house i said head hold the man is the head <laughs> of the household um but then also she's growing up in this independent woman um culture and i feel like you know when she says things like the woman is the neck he can't make any moves without me that's one of those collisions because it's like the woman can be independent but i can't explain it it's i don't know if it's necessarily like a um exchange of power i guess is what she's trying to say but to me it's just to me it's just circumstantial like i can't i'm not gonna sit here and tell a woman that she cannot be the head of her household because what if it's what if she's married in in a situation where her husband can't be you know what i'm saying like right. what if he's he's handicapped what if you know like there's i think it, it's circumstantial right um and that goes back to the Nikki Giovanni point where she was like, why can't we go my way? Like, sometimes what if you can't do it? Right. And and right now, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's a collision of, of two generations. It's because right now, even though, yes, men are still taught that they need to provide, women are also taught that we need to be able to provide for ourselves. Yeah. So if that's what I'm doing and that's what I've been doing and that's what I've been taught to do, I don't see why that should be a problem. If I continue to do those things when I'm in a marriage, it's not that I'm trying to take over the marriage, but what if I still just want to manage myself and take care of myself? Like you can take care of me too. Sure. But is it, is it a bad thing if I don't hand over everything to you for you to, you know, like God bless the child that's got its own. Like, so as a dude um as a cishet dude at that <laughs> um i i'm always wary when people are like man should be the head of the household 
not necessarily because I just don't like the way that sounds. I don't either because there's no real basis to it. No. The only excuse is because he's a man. Because the Bible says so. And that's it. Like, there's no real basis to, okay, because he's a man, but why? And plus, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like. Because he's a man, so we have to feed his ego? Is that what it is? Like, <laughs> like I'm all for letting the man be the head of the household. That nigga's a good leader. There, you, there we go. <laughs> if he ain't a good leader, what there the fuck you want? If you have a wife who knows how to handle a budget who knows how to keep everything together who knows how to keep most women learn how to run a house yeah like they're either taught or when they're put in the situation they figure it out right so if you got a woman who can make sure that your bills are paid on time every month and a woman that can make sure that your meals are still taken care of if that's what she's doing your kids are taken care of and all the school she like how is that a problem? Exactly. That's and, what she knows how to contribute to the relationship. So why can't you just be her counterpart? Right. Like, I want a partner, bro. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want a fucking follower. Fill like, in, <laughs> fill in my cracks, right. and I'll fill in yours. Period. Make us great. <laughs> <laughs> if I could do this, you help me out somewhere else. Yo, like, and that's the other thing. It's tons of niggas that can't be fucking leaders. They. It's a lot of women that got their shit together and men that don't. Like, so. It's a lot of women nowadays who get engaged and move niggas into their house. Yes. <laughs> Instead of vice versa. Like, like the joke I always say right now, there is a woman <laughs> get dropped off in her car <laughs> by a nigga with no car. I'm telling and no you. Job. I'm telling you. So, my whole thing is like, do you. Do you want to be a man, be the head of the household just to be the head of the fucking household? Like, all right, like, especially with black men, are we just saying that we want, like, we want to be able to oppress women the way that white men oppress us? <laughs> is that, is that your goal? Because mm-hmm. if that's your goal, that's, that's some uh, head ass bullshit. Yeah, it is. Like, my all right, both of our our parents have been married for over thirty something years. Yeah. So I'm assuming. Yeah. My dad does things that are not typical of uh not stereotypical. Like he'll cook, he'll clean, he'll do all this other stuff. My mom does other things. You balance each other. That's the only way it's gonna work. So like, if my dad was ever on some bullshit, like I'm the man of this house, or this is how like. Well, I'm like, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, sit your ass down. <laughs> Dennis, stop it. <laughs> but like, I mean, they had clashes like that before, but at the end of the day, that's his nigga. And she's his, and right. Like, you my ace. Like we in this shit together. Or make babies. Right. They're, like, bruh. There we go. Like, that shit. I never understood that either. Like it was always in we were we kind of grew up like that like my mom was like no you know your dad is the head of the house we have to let him and my mom does that too decide and what we're gonna even do even my mom says that it makes me cringe and I, I don't understand why that just can't be like a oh we're gonna let your mom decide this time or what do you think we'll go with what you think and then sometimes we can't wait around for daddy to get his shit together 
Mama gotta get this shit in line. Dads, honestly, they be taking too long to get that shit together, bro. <laughs> right. Dads don't know how to multitask. Though. Like, women be going <laughs> yes. through shit and just still be handling business. Yeah, I know. Dads <laughs> let one little thing just like, oh, fuck. have them out here thinking <laughs> on one decision for two weeks. <laughs> be like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, even like in our friendship, I be wilding the fuck out, and then like you'll talk to me. I'm like, okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Like Saturday when uh, I was like just having a shitty fucking day over nothing, and then like I met up to you, and you're like, you're like, so what's wrong? And I was thinking, it's nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in my fucking feelings. Like, okay, I am tripping. <laughs> you just missed me. That's all. I think I did. That's all. Like, I think because we were like rushed, like. Cause last week, like we went right up to we were about to leave, oh, yeah. and the conversation was cut off. It was good, but it was cut it off. was ten minutes of last week's episode that y'all didn't hear. That was fucking amazing, but I ain't ready to put that shit out. <laughs> hey, we need y'all need to let us hit us up in the inbox if you think we should put that out soon one day. Right, but uh, so I think it was just that unload yeah, conversation. Yeah, but yeah, so that's an example like. Sometimes niggas be in our fucking feelings. Mm-hmm. And then we just need somebody to be like, it's all right. <laughs> we can figure this okay, shit out. It's all right. And niggas got to be there for their ladies the same way. Be yeah. like, it's all right. We going to make it. Yeah. Like, and then just keep going. Yeah. And just, I think it's just, it just takes more like respect and um, consideration for both sides. Like you can't, the only way a nigga can ever come to a conclusion like there's no way black women experience as much strife as black men in America is because they're not being considerate of somebody else's point of view. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no, you're not there. You're not able to take yourself out of your own situation if you can't understand that. Right. Cause and I feel like that's so blatant. <laughs> right. And even if, even if you go on with a relationship that's not say with a black woman or something, you have to address that because that's a, that's going to be a hindrance in any relationship you have friendship, uh, marriage, anything, Mm -hmm. because if you're not able to separate yourself from yourself (laughs) and see other people's point of view, then you're not, you're not doing yourself a, a, a good service. So, you have to, yeah. I I'm just not for like, man. We can't be, be trying to just be the oppressor. Like, don't be like. <laughs> I don't want to be a fucking king, even though I got this fucking crown tattooed on my <laughs> uh, arm. But <laughs> like, I don't want just. I want somebody to be real with me, man. Yeah. Like that's the other thing about like when we talk about like uh, patriarchy and all this other uh, like words talking about the way that men treat women and stuff we can't we can't be a part of that like we can't add to that and we can't just be willing to just be the leader in name only and plus if you're gonna be a real leader leaders know how to delegate and know how to make the other person feel right like inferior right you're gonna be a king treat her like a queen that's it. That's that's what I mean. That's why I threw in exchange of power. I think that's what I was trying to get at. Like that's what that is to me. 
Like, and I hate when I'm sorry. I hate when niggas do the thing like a king can uh, can only make a queen. A queen can't make a king. You know that shit. Yeah. Like the head ass bullshit. Yeah, like a woman can't raise a man type shit. That or the whole like, like all right, the queen, like queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, her husband isn't the king. He's a prince. So they use that whole thing to be like. A woman can't bring a man up to be a king. <laughs> like, man, you a little bit of knowledge is fucking dangerous <laughs> to you niggas. <laughs> Cause y'all be twisting that shit, bro. <laughs> y'all be going all out the way to make an ass out of yourself. Fit your narrative. <laughs> I did start thinking uh, Saturday. I was like, my fear, my biggest fear of everything is the one emotional trigger that will lead to my downfall. <laughs> hmm. That's my biggest fear. Like the one thing that will sway me and go the way that I think my life like has been foreshadowed my entire life. And that scares me. Do you think it's just one thing that can do that though? I'm I'm saying one thing because it's been a couple big events that have triggered me to a dark place and I'm scared of that one that's going to be worse than anything else and I live in fear of that thing hmm. like I was listening to uh, I've been listening to a lot of music lately like a lot of fucking music music that I haven't listened to in a while so I was listening to the damn album by Kendrick and <laughs> I mean Kendrick be in his hotel bag but uh, <laughs> on fear, mm-hmm. that that song resonates with me so much. Like just that fear and the way he paces it from seven, seventeen, and twenty-seven, mm-hmm. and it's just something about like fear is such a powerful thing. And I know our uh, Christian brothers and sisters will say, "Well, God has not given us a fear." <laughs> Like, I know, Mom, but listen, <laughs> fear is something that we all have. And Do you think that's like black paranoia? Do you think it's more black por- paranoia than general fear? Mm, oh, no. I haven't considered that. I think that adds to it. Like, uh,. The fear that I present to people not near me. I mean, people that are near me that don't know me. That fear of that <laughs> one bad thing go wrong and I'll end up dead on the concrete. That, that fucks with you when you think about it. Yeah. But I think also I'm just, I don't know. No, I'm just like when things are going relatively well. I was gonna say that too. 
That's are what you trying to sabotage it. Like, is your your psyche trying to sabotage? Right. Like, all right. So we got. You all... don't think you deserve happiness yet? No. That's what that is. Yeah. So you just can't let it happen. No. And that's my problem. See, I'm <laughs> in the exact opposite place. I feel like I've been waiting too long to be happy. So when it comes, I'm fucking taking that shit. <laughs> I feel that too. I'm breathing it in. But like, I feel like there's success close and I feel it coming and I'm just scared of fucking it up. I don't think you can fuck it up. I think what's coming to you and us and this is what's going to come regardless of anything. It's nothing you can do to fuck it up unless you quit. Yeah, we've been doing this shit too long to quit. <laughs> we not just, I was going to say, like, you're not trying to quit, are you? No. I'm not trying to quit either, putty. I'm just, I'm just scared. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm just scared. I mean, I get it. I get it. But I know what that is. I know what that stems from. Tell me. <laughs> you don't, you're not ready. You don't think you deserve to be happy. You're not ready to actually be happy. I, I think you, you might be addicted to being sad. Was that a read? No, that's the truth. I just did like I feel like uh Baldwin after uh Nicky Giovanni had that one thing, he was like, Oh, this nigga got me. <laughs> she got me. <laughs> like Yeah, like I think that's it. I can only see that because I've been there. Yeah. And that's what they were saying too. Man, we are them. They they also said that when they were saying that you can't really be a critic if you haven't done the same things that someone else has done. Like there are no Nikki was saying that she didn't think there were any real critics. Yeah. Or she didn't like critics. Yeah. I did think that was dope. It was a lot of dopeness in that shit. Mm-hmm. And that shit watching it in entirety, it did help. I need to go back and watch the first like. And when I was watching, I was like, "This is like a Super Saiyan version of me." (laughs) (laughs) Literally, (laughs) like God damn. Yeah, I was thinking along (laughs) the same lines. I was like, "Hmm." "Like they're sparring, and that shit is dope as fuck." Why does this look familiar? Look at these two smart niggas. (laughs) Do you think you're smart? Like when you really think about yourself, do you think you're smart? You know that people think you're smart. But do you actually like think that you're smart? I think I'm a genius. I think I'm dope as fuck. I think I'm smart as hell. This is gonna sound arrogant as fuck. Do I think I'm smart? I'm one of the greatest minds of this generation, and y'all niggas always see a piece of it. Just imagine when it gets my full amount of power. Uh, but that's the part that scares me. Yeah, I haven't reached my full potential. Yeah, and I'm scared that. I don't, I don't even think that I won't reach my full potential. I'm just scared of what that world is. You get what I'm saying? I know. I know. And that's because you're afraid of like actually taking what is fucking yours. Your, your happiness. Like you, 
you got to break that that barrier down that insecurity of like not being deserving you got to let that go you got to get that out of the way to be all the way transparent and i'm just gonna be honest i think it's because people do view me as smart but i've always had the fight where niggas were testing me my whole life so it made me question what do you mean testing you like testing you how like trying to prove that I wasn't as smart as they as I thought I was mm. nigga I'm smarter than you think I am <laughs> <laughs> but like I try not to be people don't like you to be that way people mm. don't like black men to be that way also they get real nervous that's true and so I've had to deal with that and then plus all the other anxiety and depression and shit it stems from part of that. Mm-hmm. So the idea that people would actually fuck with me and and like fuck with this was crazy. It's kind of scary. It's dope. It's a high. Shit, I'm excited. But it's scary. I'm excited. I feel like the kid that was unnoticed for so long and that finally people are seeing me and like now that I'm 30 not only are they seeing me but they're seeing like a fully realized realized me me, which is even better than any other me and it's just gonna keep getting better because I'm just gonna keep being more realized about myself you're way more optimistic (laughs) (laughs) I mean I feel that too and I think it's true it's just the getting there is the part that makes me just anxious and nervous and f- scared. That's the fear, I guess. I mean, that's, I think that's maybe not natural. I don't know. It could be, that, that could be a natural reaction. I can't believe I just said I'm, I'm, I'm the smartest I'm a, I'm a genius of my generation I'm definitely gonna leave that shit in too <laughs> It's a peak bro. Like I try to be humble with this shit But I'm fucking I'm dope as fuck <laughs> I, 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 Like I don't know Let it in my nigga Leave it in Leave it in What do you do let that, let that genius flag fly Genius flag, <laughs> mastermind out here. Oh, speaking of that, um, so I started watching the Wu Tang thing. I still have not, and I started thinking about. I I guess that it played a little bit into it too, because I was watching that, and then I started watching other stuff with RZA, mm-hmm. and it was just talking about how he set up everything, like he made thirty six chambers he had all their voices and everything and made all the songs. They hadn't listened to it until the album came out. What? And they, they said they listened to it. Like, this is a fucking masterpiece. They hadn't heard, they had only heard the songs like they did in the studio. Yeah. While they were recording. And they were completely different by the time he put that out. And then that's crazy. And then he, he, the way he set their deal up, he got them a joint deal with Loud, and then he made the deal to where every member of the Wu-Tang Clan could have their own separate uh, 
Deal, record label. Contract. Yeah. So, and he, he had a five-year plan. And he was like, if y'all trust me, we'll get to where we need to go. So he fully realized everything that happened with Wu-Tang. That shit is fucking nuts. Black people are businessmen. Like, just to have that much creative output and to put out that many albums and you're producing all of this shit, you design an iconic logo. Like, that shit is crazy. And I was just thinking, I'm going to be that nigga. <laughs> like, the shit that you could do when you have creative freedom is wild. That's why so much new music is keeps coming out. Yeah. Like, oh, speaking of which, um, I was thinking... All right, you know like how you said you wanted to get that other logo? I'm not, I'm probably cut this out. What? Like I was thinking, if we had like a secondary logo that was could represent us without saying our name, like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like an actual like motive motif. Yeah, like a symbol, a trademark. You want us to have a Wu Tang W? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> I want a Wu Tang W. <laughs> Should we have like an SU? No, I don't know. That's all. I was, I don't know. But yeah, so. What would be our logo? Ooh, something with the parentheses. An S with parentheses? Oh, that shit might be dope. Or. Yeah. but yeah so um and i've also been listening to tons of wu-tang lately like i was telling kim before i was like this shit like i was such a wu-tang fan growing up like on my old cd book i had the wu-tang w on i wrote it like (laughs) i've traced that logo and recreated it so many times like I have this connection to it, and even with as much whole temperature that's in, <laughs> that's in fucking Wu Tang, because you can't understand Wu Tang without understanding five percenters, and peace God to all the five percenters out here who I joke on all the time. <laughs> the reason I joke on uh, quote unquote hoteps is because I'm a hotel. <laughs> we all have some inner hotel. Like I, I straight, like used to look up like five percent of shit and like all the uh, nation of Islam shit. That's why it's funny to me. That's why it's funny to joke on this shit. Like, cause <laughs> I know what the fuck they're talking about. It's just I'm just like, yo, fuck this shit. That's why when uh, <laughs> what they do say, you put it on Twitter. It's like, yo, you a queen. <laughs> which one? Which one? Which one? The one that I put the uh the chingy. See, if you know anything about your chakras, <laughs> your seven energies that go from the base of your spine up to your pineal gland, up to the um cerebral, cerebral brain. brain. <laughs> <laughs> like that's why this shit is just funny to me. Like, yeah, I was talking about the dude at work. Yeah. When he was, uh, he just just came up to me out of nowhere. It's like, hey, you know you're an Israelite. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I literally looked at him and I said, "Is you gonna bring me a whole bunch of hotel hotel shit? Like, what you finna what you finna tell me?" 
He was like, what? Huh? I was like. And they do get mad when you call them a hotel. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm whooping all y'all. All y'all niggas look alike. <laughs> I couldn't tell if he just legitimately didn't know what I was talking about or if he, like, was trying to dismiss that. But, yeah. Let's, I was like, Let's nigga. miss the different levels of hotel. <laughs> you got you got five percenters. You got black Hebrew Israelites. You got uh, the the black Egyptian crowd. With all the comedic and uh the Dr. Sebi uh the Dr. Sebi's the uh Sebi gang. <laughs> Sebi gang gang. Uh who else is in the ninjas hurdles of uh the hotels? killer killer Mike. Bruh, killer Mike <laughs> with George Johnson he said is King Hotel. George Johnson said Killer Mike ain't nothing but the uh boss at, at the end of the Hotel game. I was like, that shit is funny as fuck. Uh, Killer Mike is King Hotel. That nigga be talking about um black bacon and all this shit. Like that little rant that he went on was true. But I'm just like it's missing con like that's the thing about this hotel shit. It'd be like in line with some things, but it'd be I feel like missing. it's always just one general message and they just try to bring that to whatever situation at all times, whether that applies or not. And, and they that's skip what a, that was. And they skip around to shit that's unrelated and tries to tie it in. It's just like, no, I got to say what I got to say. So I'm finna, oh, I'm about to get I'm these bars off. Shit, right. I'm going to squeeze this in here however I can. And it's just like, what? If I talk fast enough, they won't know. <laughs> It's like that office clip. Sometimes I just start talking and then I don't know where it's going to lead to. <laughs> That's a, And then they had Candace Owens up there essentially doing the same shit. Oh, they, they did that on purpose. You could make an argument. Candace Owens is on that hotel shit too. Yeah. She just tries to tie it to, to uh, Trump and shit, which I don't know. And that's that's some weird shit going on. But she is from Philly, and you know they be on that, they be on that super woke shit too. Philly is a is a black ass fucking yeah, city. that's true. And so it's a lot of like, but she I don't know, she on a different level. Yeah. It's not the same with her. It's not the same, but she's she using, bought out by white money. It's just it's she's I, using the vices that she's learned that are triggering for one. Yeah. I just don't get her, man. I don't either. I don't know what her end game is. I can't tell what. No. Is it just money or. But the the thing that <laughs> bothers me mo- most of anything is she's smart, but she's playing like she's she's dumbing herself down. I just don't to- think she has common sense. I don't think she has common sense. I don't think she's playing a long game. Like. She's playing a short game. If she played the long game, she could get this shit all the way figured out. But she trying to go for instant fame. Yeah. And that's where she's slipping up. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like she just after the money. She is. It's a cash grab. But. Hustler. (laughs) (laughs) Money. (laughs) But that's. Trump's not always going to be in office. You're banking on. One administration. Something that is not going to be sustainable. No. And it's just like all the people. Tommy Lauren did the same thing. Right. And get back to the Sean King thing. You're banking on wokeness. 
Mm-hmm. And we already see how that tide is changing. <laughs> like, you, you could try to wrap yourself fully in a movement, but it's not going to, it's not sustainable. You, that's why you have to be in line with real, uh, real things. You can't, real values, I guess is what, like you have to be attached to, if you really believe something, Mm -hmm. you have to be attached to that in the values and goes through everything. It's impossible (laughs) to do that, but you should strive for that. These people aren't striving for that. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to get the money. And it won't last. Yeah. And that's why we don't fuck with her. Because we can read through the bullshit. Like, we could feel like she's not. And she's no... not talking to us. She's talking to yeah. white people about us. Exactly. It's no real basis. Right. Like, if you really were on some, like, like conservative shit, there's an audience for black people. Because, like, a Rod from... uh the black guy who tips, he tweeted, he said, if it wasn't for racism, black people would be Republicans. <laughs> Real shit. It's yeah. Like, as many of us that are conservative, too. Yeah. Like, black people ain't liberal. <laughs> <laughs> we, we ain't never had the chance to be. <laughs> right. You can't be liberal in the face of racism. We had to be radical back in the day, like, like 60s and shit, but that got everybody killed. Like, <laughs> Me and you are super liberal compared to other black people, but it's but still, still not in a way like. But still, people think we're racist. <laughs> <laughs> True, and we still can't be like all the way open about that. Yeah, because we're black. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Black people can never really be liberal. Like we can't. We just can't. We know the world in ways that people don't like. In that Bill Burr special, when he was talking about uh, how white women are trying to make it where they, they, they're they benefiting from white privilege, but they're trying to make it about uh, straight white men being the enemy. And he's like, bitch, you in the jacuzzi with me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. A read. And people were trying to make it seem like they were trying to act like we we're going to cancel Bill Burr or whatever. Like, yeah, Bill Burr is married to a fine black woman and is woke as fuck. Yeah, he, he is. just sprinkles that shit in to, to make y'all laugh. Right. Yeah. He's nah, giving you Bill candy. Burr actually understands the system. Right. He understands institutional racism. <laughs> like, he's just giving you candy and then feeding you a woke message. Right after he was talking about Michelle Obama, he started talking about Colin Kaepernick and how white people get triggered over that. Yeah. This nigga is way more thoughtful than y'all give him. Yeah, he is. But, yeah. Okay, let's talk about, um, since we're talking about race, the situation with the woman, the black woman in Target and her child. Yes. And the white woman. Um, so apparently a couple of days ago, where was this? New York? Let me, let me just pull up. Pull up on me. That little kid's so cute. Pull up on me. <laughs> that kid is cute. And then the uh, little girl, is it Zizi? The one that's all, the light-skinned girl. Oh, the, she's like five. Yeah. The she's one like, that I got I that. I am everything and all this in a bag of chips <laughs> type <laughs> shit. I got that water. You know that song? 
<laughs> like the way she dances be making me hype as fuck. I'd be like, man, this shit is dope. Like, I would like to have a cool ass fucking kid. I mean, this, this nigga got sauce. Okay, yeah, this was in Brooklyn. Okay, I'm, I'm just gonna play it. But the Brooklyn headline says, woman assaults another woman in Target. Oh, hold on. Woman assaults another woman in Target because she didn't say excuse me and reached over her child to get something. But in the video, you'll hear that, like, actually the white woman had pushed the little black girl is what had happened. Yeah. But so, this is... So she hit the phone. And the black woman has walked away three times now. So yeah, that just kept happening, and and this is just another example. Like in the video, the white woman called this black woman violent, but you standing right here in her fucking face. Like, stop trying to act like the victim when you you standing in the face of this so called danger. Right. Like, and then when the girl walked off, she started talking cash shit, and then bruh, the girl came back. And that's why the girl kept I'm coming call back. The that's why the girl kept coming back because you were provoking her while also sitting here acting like you're so fucking scared. Stop doing that shit, but this kind of stuff. Also, um, the funniest part is that the white woman was filming her, like, I guess, trying to reverse barbecue Becky her. <laughs> and she was going to get this black woman canceled. We're riding with sis. Okay. <laughs> Bitch, if you in, indeed pushed her child, yeah. ma'am, we are not on your side. This one white dude in the, uh, in the comments, he was like, she actually showed restraint by not beating her oh okay <laughs> like because if i had seen anybody push my nephew at his little age of three yeah oh with your grown ass you gonna stand up there no fuck that nigga no it's zero to 100 sites do you hear me like so yeah this and then um, she sh- i'm sorry i keep interrupting no this is just like another like so many examples of of white tears just trying to be used for every little thing and i don't understand i don't understand how this white like to me i just feel like if you accidentally push somebody or if you push somebody on purpose just say i'm sorry why wouldn't you then just say i'm sorry and then especially if you're approached about it by somebody's parent why wouldn't you just say hey look i'm sorry i didn't mean to instead you arguing with the fact that you didn't say excuse me when you should have. And then he turned it on that she's a bad parent. Hey. No. no. If you had just said, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to push her, I'm sure the, the black woman would have kept it moving. Right. <laughs> but instead, you want to sit here and fight. Right. But she's violent. 
while you're provoking her. I just feel like in videos like that where people are being provoked like that, if I hit you once, it's your fucking fault because you were asking for it. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> you asking for it. <laughs> yeah. You could have let me walk away. The black woman tried to walk away so many times. Yeah. White women are terrorists. <laughs> we're about to get canceled. <laughs> Uh, but they are too <laughs> but like it's that brand of white woman that mm-hmm. makes like the target brand <laughs> that target brand white woman um it's like nobody likes that white woman white Mm-mm. people don't like that white woman Mm-mm. like it's just call it what it is the annoying white woman is always doing too much she always out of line right I always want to call the manager on some bullshit. I'm going to send this to the news. Send it, bitch. <laughs> First of all, if you were really scared, why are you sending it to the news and not the police? <laughs> <laughs> so you just go hop steps, huh? Like, you just want to go viral. You don't want protection. Yeah. <laughs> that woman wasn't scared. Because you're her. not scared. She like, wasn't scared for her life. She was just hoping that somebody was going to come save her. She was hoping that somebody was going to be on her side. I am also glad that I didn't see not now one uh, white dude try to be a uh, uh, knight in shining armor. Mm-mm. He was like, man, fuck that bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> white people don't fuck with that shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. White women are terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> you know who be saying this shit all the time on Twitter? Uchechi. Oh, yes, she does. And yes, like, she does. Yeah, she going in. I love her tweets. <laughs> I'm in love with her. Oh yeah, you told me that. <laughs> I could see that. Apparently, she's single, my nigga. If only, <laughs> if only I lived in New York. So, thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. You can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.